Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited-time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited-time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Hello, America, and happy Friday. Yep, one week in a couple of days till Christmas. If you haven't got your holiday Christmas shopping done, well, this is a good weekend to do it. And you can always check out the holiday shopping guide we have on the homepage at justthenews.com. All of our great partners, advertisers, sponsors, they have amazing deals just for you. So check those out. Discounts that you can't get anywhere else. Uh, give an Enviro Cleanse Air Cleaner the gift of health this holiday season or get someone started on Field of Greens. Give a subscription to the Just the News to one of your friends and neighbors who need to keep up on the news. There are so many gifts for you to do. Go check it out today. All right, we've got a great show for you today. We are going to focus on Hunter Biden and Joe Biden today. Just 48 hours after the House approved a formal impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden, there's a lot of people in the mainstream media going, there's no evidence. This is an evidence-free impeachment inquiry. That's simply not true. And over the next few minutes, we're going to get a good conversation going as to why that's not true. And we're going to bring you some news that we broke overnight that I think is very important. I hinted at it yesterday. Today, it's sitting up there, a very detailed story showing that Congress has assembled a significant amount of evidence showing that Hunter Biden may have actually cut his deal and started doing work for the Chinese energy company, CEFC China Energy, back in 15 and 16. This is evidence that Congress has gathered, but that the payments were deferred until his dad left office in 17 because it would be unseemly for a vice president's family to be taking money from a Chinese company at that time. So we're going to get to that in a second. First, let me give you the lineup today. It is a really, really good lineup. I'm really excited. The head of the House Impeachment Inquiry, the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, James Comer, is going to join us at the top of the show. A very meaty interview. You're going to enjoy that. Then I'm going to turn to one of my favorite journalists. He and I collaborated together on a great book called Fallout, and it really focused on how the Clinton and Biden dynasties were built on corruption. Seamus Bruner's in the House, and we'll talk a little bit more about the China story and other things related to it. I think you're going to enjoy James Comer. He's picked up on this notion that Joe Biden's home is a crime scene because of what he allowed his son to do from there. That includes tax evasion, possibly money laundering. Certainly the banks thought that, and human trafficking. Certainly the banks thought that. Too. So James Comer, Seamus Bruner will give us all the latest on the Biden family scandal and the impeachment scandal. And then we'll finish up with a new guest, someone who I think is doing some 
great work around America. And you might not have heard of him, but he's an economist. He's an expert on supply chains. Jim Nels is with us, and he'll talk a little bit about what has happened to the resiliency of the American supply chain, how we are too dependent on countries like Russia for uranium and Russia and China for goods, and of course, the Middle East and Russia for oil. Jim Nels is going to bring us up to speed, and that's going to be a very, very important conversation. It's something we got to be thinking about more. We need to resupply the American supply chain. Now, I want to turn to that Hunter Biden scoop in a second, but first, a couple other headlines that are getting some attention around the country, and I want to make sure you're up to speed on them because they're important stories. There is an extraordinary dynamic that has been occurring, particularly since the COVID pandemic and afterwards, where millionaires, people who make more than a million dollars a year, are getting jobless benefits. They're called jobless millionaires. Senator Joni Ernst leading a bipartisan coalition of senators saying that is ridiculous. We don't need taxpayers' dollars going to jobless benefits for people who are independently wealthy. That story is on the website from my good colleague Joe Weber. Go check that out. It's a really good story. And I think a lot of people are shocked by it in Europe. We keep talking about the terror threat here in America. Well, it's similarly high in Europe. German and Dutch authorities have detained four people suspected of being Hamas members who were planning alleged terrorism attacks targeting Jews in Europe. That is a red flag. And again, concerns here are similarly high, and we need to keep an eye on that. There's a great story this morning in the court system. Elise Stefanik, the head of the Republican conference, so in the House, one of the highest ranking House Republicans, she filed a judicial misconduct complaint against Obama-era appointed Judge Beryl Howell, alleging that this judge gave a partisan speech that amounted to illegal election meddling. It's rare for a judicial complaint to be filed by Congress against a sitting federal judge. But in this complaint, Elise Stefanik says that Judge Howell gave a speech insinuating that the election of Donald Trump in 2024, if that were to happen, would lead to fascism in America. That's an unusual unusual statement for a sitting judge to make on when they may very well inherit cases involving President Trump or former President Trump at a different time. So that's a very important dynamic we need to keep an eye on. Israel had some heartbreaking news today, a tragedy enhanced by tragedy. Israel's military says it mistakenly killed three Israeli hostages being held by Hamas in Gaza City when they mistook them for combatants. So sorry to hear that for the families of those loved ones. Our prayers are for all those who have gone through the horror of the terror attacks in Hamas. The entire region is suffering an unnecessary pain. And it's, well, like I said, it's terrorism. Terrorism has never brought anything but pain and heartache to this world. One other fun one in the Congress before we get to the Hunter Biden story. A group of GOP senators, Republican senators, is trying to cut U.S. funding to a United Nations agency that they say promotes anti-Semitism and employs Hamas linked Palestinians. The legislation was introduced this week by Senator Bill Haggerty of Tennessee. He said if it was passed, it would end U.S. funding for the U.N. Relief and Works Agency, which works in the Gaza Strip, where Israel is fighting to destroy the terrorist group, Hamas. So that's a pretty big deal. Take a look at that story. A lot of different big ideas in Congress trying to fight back against some of the silliness that has taken root in our nation. All right, now to that very big story that we broke overnight that I think is very important. Congress has assembled a growing body of evidence, and it's quite a bit, under Biden's dealings with the Chinese energy company CEFC, China Energy, 
That's the company that landed millions of dollars for the Bidens in 2017. All those payments that started coming in, a $3 million thank you payment, a $5 million loan, a million dollar legal retainer fee. Well, that the actual work and the deal may have been struck as early as 2015 and may have included a meeting with Joe Biden while he was still vice president. That's right. The new evidence that we've turned up and that Congress has turned up includes an interview and statements made by a longtime Biden family friend, Rob Walker, who was involved in the deal with CFC China. He said that Joe Biden may, he believed Joe Biden met with CFC officials while he was still vice president, while his son was trying to negotiate the deal. There is also contemporaneous emails from Hunter Biden showing that his dealings with CFC started in 2015. And then two IRS whistleblowers, Jerry Shapley, Joe Ziegler, both on the show, said that they had evidence also, including statements from a second business partner, Tony Bobolinsky, that validated the idea that the money in 2017 was actually deferred money that had been earned by the Biden family in 2015, but it couldn't be paid to the Bidens because the Bidens didn't want the appearance of taking Chinese communist money while dad, Joe Biden, was in the Oval Office. Now, you're going to hear James Comer talk about this in the interview in a few seconds. And he's going to make a very important point, which is they knew, the Bidens knew that while they were doing this deal in 2015-16 with CFC, they couldn't be seen as taking money when the vice presidency was still in Joe Biden's hands. It would be unseemly. So they, there's a very good chance that they just simply delayed it and to deceive the American people. That is a pretty big story. You, there's a lot of detail in here, all sorts of documents. I think if you go to the dig-in section of the story, there's well over two dozen documents and citations in here. This is how carefully researched this whole story was, but it's a good read. It's important. It could become a central part of the impeachment inquiry coming ahead, and you're going to hear that in a second from our first guest, James Comer, chairman of the House Oversight Committee, and the man leading the House impeachment inquiry. All right, before we take a quick commercial break, I want to shout out my good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition. They, of course, make that great supplement called Field of Greens. It gets you all the fruits and veggies you need in a single dose. A little spoonful, you put it in a shake or put it in a drink, sprinkle it on some food, and voila, you've got the healthy five servings of fruits and vegetables we're all supposed to eat, but none of us ever does, right? We're too busy. And of course, if we do, and this is something I've learned, my blood pressure has been lower, my cholesterol is way lower, I'm healthier, I have more energy, I'm losing weight. And I attribute all that to the great work and great products of Brickhouse Nutrition called Field of Greens. Every fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs like your heart, your lungs, your kidneys, and your immune system. Now, I've experienced this firsthand. That's why I've lost weight, why I feel better, why my cholesterol's down, why my fat is down, why my liver's having better readings and my blood pressure is lower. I attribute a lot of that to Field of Greens. And right now, we want you to be able to save. So exclusively for John Solomon Reports and Just the News fans, Field of Green is going to give you a 15% discount off your first order when you go to fieldofgreens.com, use the promo code JUSTNEWS. So go to fieldofgreens.com, use the promo code JUSTNEWS. This is the easiest health system you'll ever have. You just take a spoonful of the powder, you put it in a drink, put it on a shake. I, I tend to make shakes. That's my favorite thing to do. And voila. You've got the healthiest servings of fruit and vegetables you could possibly have. You meet all of the dietary requirements and you start losing weight, dropping cholesterol, blood pressure, and sugar. It's just an amazing thing. So one more time, use the promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Let them know I sent you. And thank Field of Greens for supporting Just the News right from the beginning. We're really grateful to have this long partnership with them. 
All right, folks, we'll be back in a second with the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, James Comer. More on that exclusive China story we broke this morning right after these messages. Hey, folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from a turbulent market and economic downturns. All you got to do is put your IRA back on the gold standard. With a multi-trillion dollar trade deficit and ongoing geopolitical instability, experts say now is the time to make the switch. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Protect your retirement today with one simple phone call and receive your free gold and silver guide from my good friends at Genesis Gold. To do that, call Genesis Gold Group today at 800 200 G-O-L-D, gold. That's 800-200-GOLD. And find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number. It's 800-200-4653. gold Or visit them at genesisgoldgroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon Just the News family. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Joining us now is the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, uh, who yesterday successfully convinced all of his Republican colleagues to sign on to a formal impeachment inquiry. Joining us right now, Congressman James Comer from the great state of Kentucky. Mr. Chairman, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, Before we dive in a little bit to this China stuff, I want to just get your top line reaction. A pretty remarkable moment. Unanimous vote by House Republicans. And then after all of his talk, uh, it turns out Hunter Biden really didn't want to sit down with you, did he? No, Hunter didn't. I think the American people got a snapshot of the arrogance and entitlement of Hunter Biden when he arrives at the Capitol at the exact same time he's supposed to be deposed. And he just basically gives the U.S. Congress a middle finger and says that he's a Biden. Uh, The rules don't apply to him. He would love to answer their questions. And then he gets in his car and drives off without answering any questions. Uh, This won't stand just because Hunter Biden's been treated differently 
and being treated special by the Department of Justice, the FBI, the IRS, and about every other government agency that should have already apprehended Hunter Biden. That doesn't mean he's going to be treated that way by the House Oversight Committee. We've been firm. Uh, we, we will hold him in contempt of Congress. This will not stand, and we expect to see Hunter Biden in here for a deposition. Uh, with respect to the vote, John, I mean, what a vote. Look, it's been a long time since the House Republicans have been unanimous on anything. And uh, I'm proud of my colleagues. The media tried to harass the moderate members by going up to them saying, do you think you can explain this at home? You know, they were trying to do everything they could to deter the moderate. But uh, the moderates know the American people want to answer. The American people want to know what the Bidens did to receive the tens of billions of dollars they received from our enemies around the world. And that's what this investigation is all about. It's about providing the American people with the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's definitely true. Well, and I think that, that that vote is evidence of the work that you've put in and presented to your caucus. So so bravo to you. Um, you know, I made a joke about the layaway thing, but it, the, the evidence does seem to show the way that John laid it out, that the work was done while Joe Biden was in office and then it was paid out after. Now, if Joe Biden's power and influence and, as, as they call it, the brand uh, didn't mean anything, then why did they have to defer the payment? That's right. I mean, they knew you weren't supposed to be negotiating with the Chinese while you're sitting in the vice presidency. I mean, that's a given. Even the Bidens, even as arrogant and entitled as they are, they knew they were doing a big no-no negotiating with the Chinese. But that's what it appears they were doing. So, uh, you know, they tried to always make sure that Joe had plausible deniability. That's a term that continues to come up, especially when Joe Biden's brother Jim's talking. Plausible deniability, meaning that uh, you really can't prove Joe knew anything about it. And that's their whole case here uh, with our investigation. Yeah, okay, the Biden family are a bunch of crooks, but Joe didn't know anything about it. Well, of course he did. Joe Biden was the brand, and this money didn't just mysteriously start appearing right after Joe Biden left office. There were deals that were made while Joe Biden was vice president. We know this from talking to some of the former associates, and now uh, with John's good work and Amanda, your good work, we're, we're seeing hard evidence that this uh, in fact, did happen while he was vice president. Yeah. So I want to ask you about two pieces of evidence that uh, you've helped bring forward. One is a March 20, uh, 2016 email that Hunter Biden writes where he kind of signs off on, yeah, that's okay, that deal's fine with CFC. There's an attachment that isn't available on the laptop. I want to ask if you're going to get that. And then also the testimony from Rob Walker to the FBI is that Joe Biden may have had a meeting with CFC before Joe Biden left the vice presidency. Are those two pieces of evidence you're going to track down? Absolutely. John, you're always one step ahead of everybody else. Thank God for the great investigative work that you and Amanda have provided uh, this investigation. But we are going to subpoena documents from associate. Uh, we have already subpoenaed and expect to be deposing the associates very soon. But we also want to see what type of uh, documentation exists from prior FBI interviews. So all of that are things that we're going to use our newfound power with impeachment inquiry in trying to obtain, and, and we're going to try to obtain it uh, very rapidly. Yeah, important stuff. Great. 
Sir, I wanted to go back to something you said a moment ago, because it is a pretty big stinking problem uh, with the plausible deniability and being able to tie it to Joe Biden in such a way that Joe Biden knew what was happening at the time that it was happening. But you've got text messages, you've got emails alluding to 10 percent for the big guy. You've got these mob mob sounding audio messages from Hunter saying, I've got my father next to me. He'll we hold grudges, blah, 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 blah. FD 1023s. But again, all of those that there is still that plausible deniability element. How do you actually prove what 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 nature of evidence do you need to prove that Joe Biden was a part of it and he knew that he was a part of it exactly when it was happening? Well, certainly, I think that these depositions are going to be crucial. We're going to bring in all the associates and we're going to ask them specific questions. Obviously, we have emails now. We have the notes from the IRS whistleblowers. Uh, we also have bank statements. And I believe that uh, we're able to connect a lot of the dots. Uh, we want to get some of these people under oath and ask them again, what role did Joe Biden play? Was Joe Biden present at this meeting? We'd love to have asked Hunter Biden when he made his cameo appearance yesterday. Was your father sitting beside you when you sent that WhatsApp message to the Chinese trying to shake them down for that $5 million wire? I mean, that's a basic question that uh, everyone in America should want to know. Unfortunately, the, the mainstream media isn't very curious about that. But uh, fortunately, we are. Fortunately, there are some conservative outlets like, like you guys that are. We're going to do everything in our, in our power to try to connect the dots because I don't think any rational American believes that any of this money just mysteriously started popping in bank accounts uh, a few months after Joe Biden left office to his son and brother who are, uh, you know, not your uh, average employees. Uh, they would be below average employees <laughs> and add absolutely no value to anyone's portfolio. Yeah. Sir, you brought a lot of evidence out in the last couple of weeks, and I want to ask about this. You have this bank record that says, hey, money laundering and human trafficking was going through Joe Biden's uh, house because Hunter Biden used it as a business address for a lot of these transactions. It looks like the Chinese were running an influence operation. That's what the bank examiner says at one point. And then you also have the indictment that shows tax uh, crimes were occurring while Hunter Biden was staying at Joe Biden's home. What does that make Joe Biden's home? Joe Biden's home is a scene of a lot of things going on. Is it a crime scene? It is a crime scene. I've said that. Joe Biden's house is a crime scene. I mean, the evidence points to that. Look, if Joe Biden didn't know what was going on in his own house, does he need to be president of the United States? Does he need to have access to the nuclear code? I mean, why weren't mm -hmm. the Treasury cabinet officials notifying, I'm sorry, sir, Mr. President, your family has received a record amount of bank violations, meaning that six different banks think your family is committing crimes. Uh, why didn't the Department of Justice say that? Why didn't the Secret Service say that? Why didn't the IRS say that? I'm sorry, Mr. President, but you have issues with your family here. They haven't paid their taxes in three years, and they owe over $2 million in taxes. I mean, these are serious questions that Joe Biden should act, should have to answer. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about yeah. it. And, and what policy it influenced. I mean, we, we already suspect that it affected one decision as far as Victor Shokin. Um, sir, I think it's Thomas Massey who has a debt clock ticker lapel pin that he wears yeah. around Congress. And I, I wonder, because I think it's been a couple times that we've had you on since we've been able to ask you what the total is up to. What is the total? And maybe you should have a lapel pin that just keeps racking up the total in digital form on your chest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're over $33 trillion in, in counting, and we're going to have a $2 trillion deficit this year. I mean, that's unacceptable. 
Uh, It's on a path that's not sustainable, and we have to make cuts here. And that's what a lot of the problems we've had as a Republican conference. I know people get frustrated. Oh, Republicans are fighting all that. We're fighting over making budget cuts. And, you know, you've just got to have members of Congress who are disciplined and focused on reducing waste, fraud, abuse, and mismanagement in the federal government. That's what the role of the Oversight Committee is. And hopefully, hopefully, this Republican conference next year will do a little bit better job of, of trying to make significant, meaningful, substantive budget cuts. Yeah, I think I don't all think that- I asked that properly. I meant what's the total for the Bidens up to? And that's what you should have on your table. Oh, that. Oh, OK. I thought you were the whole of that. No, the Bidens, I mean, they owe at least. Uh, I mean, you know, what, is it a loan or not? That's a question. That's one of the questions that the president's son and the president's brother are going to obviously have to answer. There's 14 or 15 million dollars here. Yep. Is this a loan? Is this a gift? If it's a loan, when are you going to pay it back? All right, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, Seamus Bruner, right around the corner, my great journalistic friend, co-author, and of course, the research chief at the Government Accountability Institute right after these messages. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now, get 15% off and free shipping at TakeLean.com. That's TakeLean.com and enter the promo code JUSTNEWS15. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS15 at TakeLean.com. One more time, TakeLean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. 
Welcome back, America. A lot of Americans are finally waking up to the reality of the Biden family business dealings, which was it was an influence peddling scheme and they made millions off of adversaries across the world, places like Ukraine and China and uh, Romania and Russia. Uh, But our next guest, if you've been following him for the last five years, you would not be surprised at all. His extraordinary work as director of research at the Government Accountability Institute, as my I was lucky to be a co-author with him on a book uh, that where we talked about it. And of course, he now has a brand new book out called Control the Guard. Exposing the billionaire class. Our good friend Seamus Bruner is here. Wouldn't be a complete year if we didn't get Seamus on one more time. Seamus, welcome back to the show. John, it's great to be with you. Uh, likewise to Amanda. Ah, it's good to have you. We love your work. We love your book. I, I was bragging about it at a party over the weekend. Uh, I want to start with something that James Comer said a little bit ago. He's on the show just a little while ago, and he said, hey, given what we've learned, uh, the money laundering, the tax evasion, uh, the possible human trafficking that was flagged, uh, and of course, all the influence peddling that was occurred when Hunter Biden uh, was staying at his dad's home in Wilmington, Delaware, President Joe Biden's home is a crime scene, according to James Comer. I'd like to get your reaction to that. Yeah, uh, Congressman Comer's absolutely, absolutely right. I mean, pretty much anywhere uh, there's a Biden, there's a crime going on. I mean, even even the White House, they turned into a crime scene with the, uh, you know, the bag of drugs that nobody had, apparently. And we don't know (laughs) whose that was. So but yeah, I mean, Wilmington, Delaware is ground zero for the Biden influencing pedal influence peddling operation, Uh, you know, and Hunter living at the, you know, at the house makes that so. Yeah, Yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah. And Seamus, the the rhetoric coming out of the White House, I mean, as recently as seven months ago, I think it was May of this year, uh, Joe Biden said, my son has done nothing wrong. And then today, Karine Jean-Pierre said that Joe Biden, in fact, knew what his son Hunter was going to be saying yesterday on the steps of the Capitol when he didn't show up for that oversight hearing. Um, and I guess I'm I'm just wondering at this point when Joe Biden is going to acknowledge the fact that, in fact, he did know that his son was doing wrong, because one of the things that Joe, that Hunter mentioned yesterday, I mean, he ignored the major allegations, but he mentioned the fact that he was irresponsible with his finances, which for those of us who have actually picked through his finances, irresponsible is the nicest way that you can word it. Certainly. And I mean, if, if uh, the past is any indication of future behavior, uh, Team Biden the, the mainstream media, they're never going to acknowledge that Hunter did something wrong because they, you know, they've been complicit in a lot of it. And so, you know, you, the, by the end of this, we'll be hearing about how taking mo- money or even potential bribes from the highest levels of the Chinese Communist Party is actually a good thing. That's that's kind of where they ultimately end <laughs> up is first it's not happening at all. And then once they get caught, it's like, well, it actually maybe it is happening. And uh, that's the, <laughs> five reasons why it's a good thing. Yeah, I'm waiting for that. I can't wait for that press conference. I will volunteer to go to the White House for that press conference. That'll be fun. Uh, But you're right. Listen, they're a victim now, too. This is another thing that we're seeing, this victimology. uh, Hunter Biden said, Republicans are trying to kill me, get me addicted back on drugs. No, they're out. They're just trying to get to the truth that we were denied in 2019 and 2020. But the victim card's out there. Uh, You did some great work. In fact, I was uh, blessed to come along for some of the ride on the CEFC transactions, the China transactions that started in Peter Schweitzer's great book that you helped research and you did some great work for Just the News. Uh, it's becoming more clear now the theory that we had is, is likely true that Tony Bobolinsky has said it. Uh, Rob Walker told the FBI this is something new that came out in the last couple of days that he thinks Joe Biden met with CFC while he was still in office as vice president. That's a big revelation. Um, if Joe Biden was in on the CFC deal and if the money was just deferred until after, how much does that inject a new angle into the impeachment inquiry? 
Yeah, it's huge, John, because, uh, you know, we, we'd seen some emails indicating that mutual contacts with CEFC were talking to the Bidens in late uh, 2016, right before Joe leaves office. But uh, what Congressman Comer just revealed is huge if it goes back. And and it's it's kind of easy to get all these entities mixed up in, in which, you know, who did what and CEFC and is that related to the Bank of China deal? No. CEFC was an arm, an extension of the Chinese Communist Party. Patrick Ho, who was the chairman of its uh, nonprofit arm, right. uh, w- was convicted of bribery. He had bribed various UN and African leaders trying to get deals for China. And so long before he even got acquainted with Hunter Biden and in all of the CEFC dealings, that was what the CEFC operation was all about, was bribing foreign leaders. Uh, Patrick Ho's first call from prison, you know, he went to prison, was to Hunter Biden, or was actually to James Biden looking for Hunter Biden. Yeah, that's a great point. That's right. I forgot Sh- that. Yeah. Seamus, well, and, and John, I guess I would I would ask you this as well. Over all of your research that you've done surrounding Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, and all of the Biden family members, um, Eric Schwer and Devin Archer, all of their associates, if, if there was one person who, who you could imbue to come up to Capitol Hill and just completely spill all of the beans, maybe it's not even someone whose last name is Biden, who would, be, who would that person be who could really tie together all of it and pinpoint every single alleged crime along the way? Well, we got uh, we got Devin Archer. He was pretty good. He was very intimate with all of the dealings from Burisma to China. Um, you know, I don't think Devin spilled everything. He, he he gave some good information, but he definitely didn't tell everything he knows. Uh, Eric Schwerin was sort of the money man, and he was very close to Joe, perhaps closer than Devin Archer was. So Eric Schwerin would be another. And then other than that, it's the Bidens themselves, Hunter, uh, James, uh, Sarah Biden even made some money off of these dealings. And then uh, Joe knew what was going on. I mean, that's the thing is he said for so long that he had no idea. And then this press conference with Hunter, uh, where Hunter says that he was not involved financially. I mean, that's a huge moving of the goalpost. It was previously he was not involved at all. Now it's not involved mm-hmm. financially. What does that even mean? And then I'm glad you mentioned just a moment ago, Amanda, that Corinne Jean-Pierre seemed to acknowledge that. Uh, Joe Biden might have conferred or you know spoken with Hunter about this press conference. I'm not a lawyer, but Jonathan Turley says this might be uh, grounds for another impeachment charge for obstruction. You can't be you know talking to someone about obstructing justice here. So uh, I think that's going to be interesting. Is what did Joe and Hunter talk about before this conference, where Hunter decides to? Uh, go in contempt of Congress. Yeah, Mm -hmm. such a great point. Uh, Seamus, before we let you go, I would be remiss not to uh, get a little bit more on your book. Control of Garks is such an important issue because I think people are waking up and saying, wait a second, how did my kids learn this? Why can't I access my water? How come I'm being censored on ending in all parts of our life? All the liberty that made America so unique feels like it's being afraid. And there are billionaires that are kind of funding this attack. Tell us a little bit about what Control of Garks teaches all of us in America about what's happened the last decade or so? Well, just look at Joe Biden. I mean, it's pretty obvious he's not in control of a lot of things going on. He's not writing the policies. He's not writing the executive's orders. It's sort of a class above him, these people who like to hide out in the shadows. Corporations like BlackRock features prominently in the book. And the thing to remember about the control oligarchs is their number one goal is to transfer power and control away from nations, away from individuals, people like you and me, and toward international institutions 
with unelected bureaucrats that we don't control, that they control. So we don't have control over them. They have control over us. All right, folks, one more good one to go. This is a good conversation. We don't have enough talk about it, but it's tied into China and Hunter Biden, the failure of the United States to make its supply chain independent of enemies or frenemies like China. Jim Nels is up next. A very important conversation we all need to have going into this weekend. All right, we'll be right back after these messages. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free social security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of Pay up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't. You'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Welcome back, everybody. The polls are showing a very clear message from the American people. The Bidenomics is not working. In fact, Democrats have stopped using President Biden's favorite turn for his economic policy, ditched it all together because people are unsatisfied. One of the big things that Americans have learned the hard way the last couple of years is that America has a supply chain problem. We're too reliant on foreign countries, particularly those who may be enemies or frenemies of ours for very important supplies. Our next guest has been riding and warning of this for a long time. Jim Nels is an economist and one of the country's great experts on the supply chain. He joins us right now to talk about the downfalls and what's on the horizon economically right now. Jim, great to have you on the show. Hi, John. Amanda, it's great to be with you this evening. 
We, we have so many signs that Bidenomics isn't working right now from inflation and rising interest rates, which is causing the national debt to go up uh, with uh, just debt service. But I think most Americans are most shocked when they learn, well, we rely on Russia for our uranium, rely on China for so many of the ingredients for pharmaceuticals and medical supplies and other things. This seems to be an awakening moment for the American people that we've got to fix our supply chain. Am I right about that? You're right about that. And it, it goes back to uh, pre-COVID. A lot of people blame COVID for supply chain issues that we had. And it wasn't COVID. COVID exposed the issues and the weaknesses of the U.S. supply chain. Our ports are a shambles. We're more concerned with woke roads and bridges than we are with fixing our nation's infrastructure. California has gone completely insane with their green laws and regulations for the trucking industry there. And our ports just aren't automated, so we have no way to unload the ships. It takes us twice as long to unload the same container ship as it takes them in a place like Saudi Arabia or even a place like Congo. They can undo, they can do it much faster than we can. We're starting to see a lot more bottlenecks there. When you add that up to the inflation that we're seeing, when you add that up to the fact that half the country believes that we're in a recession, and to your point, the fact that we continue to import things from our frenemies, uh, be it the uranium from Russia, or be it the materials we need for medicines and medical supplies from China, or the materials that we need for this, this green new deal push on the Biden administration, those all come from people that really don't want to see us succeed. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. And if we have more increasing supply chain issues, then people think inflation is bad now. My goodness, it's going to explode. Um, I wanted to ask to that end about an article that you published uh, a few months ago about, you know, increases in in uh, cost of living gas. Obviously, we are coming up on Christmas and people are going to be spending money to try to feed their families and have big Thanksgiving meals. Bidenomics, the message I've heard, we've, we've heard from insiders that they are trying to, to pivot away from that and try to find a better message to be sold to the American people about the economy next year. Where do you expect them to pivot or, or, or maybe they won't at all? I don't think they're going to be able to pivot but I think they're just gonna hope that it goes away. And, and the problem that we have now is that most of the talking heads on TV, when they're talking about financial situations, they're all excited that the consumer price index was at 3.1% in November. And everyone wanted to have a party and celebrate that. What they don't understand is that that's a 3.1% increase over November of 2022, where inflation was at 7.1%. So if you compare us to where we were in 2021, that's a 10% increase. And that's what's hurting working Americans the most. If you look at the last 12 months, on average, food is up 10%, energy is up 13%, transportation 14%, and shelters up 7%. Those are the basket of needs that the American people must have in order to eat and live and go to work. And this is what's what's killing them. Now we're seeing things like credit card debt go over $1.1 trillion. We're seeing the American consumer use more and more things like buy now, pay later schemes. We're starting to see high default rates on credit cards, as well as a high rejection rate of people applying for credit cards. And what that means, though, with that credit card debt is that people aren't going out and buying flat screen TVs and trips to Paris. They're buying food and they're paying their utility bills and they're paying their rent with their credit card and then racking up 25, 28, 30 percent interest in order to do so. It's going to get to the point now where we're going to see a really big bubble with consumer debt. And when you add that on to the $33 trillion of debt that we have and the trillion dollars a year that we have to spend to service the debt, it's a financial catastrophe that's just waiting to happen. 
happen, and there's no way for them to explain themselves out of this. Yeah, you're right. You can't, and you can't spend your way out of it either. And it's one of the dangers that uh, the last couple of years have shown us. Uh, Jim, I want to ask about the R word because everywhere I go in the last few months, people ask me this, which is, are we on the precipice of a recession? Is there a possibility of us slipping into negative growth because of all of those factors that you just so eloquently described? It seems like we're in a very precarious position. What's your projection for the economy in 2024? As I look towards 2024, I think we're going to continue to see a couple of things happen. And it depends on what happens with the, the war in Israel and if the Houthis keep shooting uh, drones and, and cruise missiles at, at uh, shipping in the Red Sea. But if you set that aside, are we going to get into a technical recession, which is two consecutive quarters of uh, negative growth? I don't know. If I could predict that, John and Amanda, I'd be sitting on a beach somewhere right now drinking a pina colada. But if you look at the sentiment of the American consumer right now, 59% of adults feel that we're in a recession today. Half of the Americans say that the financial situation is worse now than it was when, when Biden took office. And 66% of Americans say that they've had to make changes to their lifestyle in order to pay for the necessities in their lives. So that may not be a technical recession, but to the American consumer, especially the middle and lower class American consumers, the people that the Democrats are allegedly there to champion, they're in a recession and they feel it every single month when they go to pay their bills and see what's left over at the end of that time. Great point. Yeah. And Jim, I want to hop back to something you said, because, you know, so often we talk about how the border border security is national security. Energy is national security. The economy is national security. And now we are seeing the epitome of foreign policy affecting our country and our economy. And I wanted to dip into what you were saying about the Houthis, because this this conflict as a result of of feckless leadership on the foreign policy front is now affecting our economy and supply chain. It is, and it has the potential to be disaster. If you remember back a couple of years ago, where we had a, uh, a a cargo ship crash in the Suez Canal and blocked the canal for six days, that cost the the world economy about sixty billion dollars just over a course of six days. So if something happens there, we're really in a lot of trouble. About eight million barrels of oil a, a day pass through. Uh, the Gulf of Aden. So there's there's a lot of stuff there that needs to be taken care of. We can't continue to let these these Houthi guys just continue to lob cruise missiles at people. We're, we're going to need to take some action. We're going to need to do something that's a, a page out of the playbook of either President Reagan when he sank half the Iranian Navy and, and uh, destroyed two of their oil platforms, or a page out of President Trump's book where he dropped the mother of all bombs in Syria uh, during a state visit from President Xi of China. We need to do something to send a message to these people that they have to stop and it won't be tolerated. So far, the things that we've done are just little pinpricks or it's just like rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. It's not going to change a gosh darn thing. And we need some bold action. I don't want to go to war with Iran. That is the last thing in the world I want to have happen. But they need to be told to knock this off. That's a great point. Sir, we got about a minute left. I want to ask, you have a lot of experience with China, and I think a lot of people look at the Chinese economy right now and wonder what does it pose for the global economy. Can you give us a quick assessment of how the Chinese economy could have a profound impact on the global economy next year? So I've spent a month in China over the last uh, 12 weeks, and the economy there is, is pretty much like ours is here, except not as in good shape. Uh, the GDP in China is about 5% in Q3 of this year, but that's reported by the CCP, so you don't know if that's true. But if you look at the real estate sector, that's a disaster. Right. There's a lot of unemployment there that's that's bad. Local government debt is terrible at that point. And from the plants that I was visiting over the over the last four weeks, 
we're seeing them running at 50 to 60 percent of their capacity. So they're really not in a good position there. Um, the prices are falling and Moody's even downgraded the Chinese government credit limit. So yeah. we'll have to see where it goes. But right now, just it's not good on either side of the Pacific. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. A big thank you to Chairman Comer, to Seamus Bruner, to Jim Nels for a really great conversation today. And remember, you can get that incredible 15% discount on Field of Greens. Live a healthier life. Get your five recommended daily allowances of fruit and vegetable with a single scoop of powder. I've been losing weight from it. I've been dropping my cholesterol numbers, my sugar numbers, my blood pressure. You can too. Just go to fieldofgreens.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. All right, that wraps it up. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports. Until then, God bless you and have a great Friday evening. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar's down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit, and it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out.